Hi there, today we're talking about prioritization. What to do when you don't know where to start, when you have too many things on your plate and you just want to be able to focus on a very limited number of tasks and goals, but you're just too overwhelmed, confused and don't know what to do. Welcome to the Monthly Method Podcast. This is a show for solopreneurs, creators and artists who have a burning desire to launch a project. This is for a project that is not urgent, but truly important. The one your best life depends on. Your host, Paulina B, is a certified scrum master. She brings a proven record of launching successful projects, both professional and personal. You will hear about tested techniques that lead to calm, consistency, and results. Stay tuned to turn your idea into reality one month at a time. One of the clients in our October sprint mentioned that he's struggling with prioritization. And I thought, okay, this is a good question. I think a lot of people struggle with it. And also I felt like I didn't really expand it on this topic well enough during our weekly call. So I wanted to take some time to kind of think about it compose my thoughts on the topic and share it first of all for him but also for other listeners as well you need to get all your tasks to do items goals out of your head onto the paper or onto a computer file or notes file in your phone the reason why is that our brain is not really designed to store a lot of information It's designed to process it, to create new connections, to be creative, but as a storage system is not very ideal. When we force ourselves to memorize a lot of information, we feel overwhelmed and we feel like there is too much to do. And as a result, we get stressed out. I know for me personally, when I don't write things down and I try to memorize it in my head, I get so stressed out. But when I write it down on a piece of paper, all the things that I was stressing about, it's like 10 items that can be done in like five hours. It's not really worth the drama and all of that emotional burden that comes as a result of trying to store it in our head. Under Agile, Scrum, there is this concept as backlog, and I've done episodes about backlog, so go back and listen to them. But basically, throughout the sprint, anytime you think of something, you write it down in your backlog. I advise my clients, and I also do it myself, I record it in the notes document on my phone, which is also synced to my computer. I'm sure all the smartphones have this feature nowadays. It's just a simple text file. It doesn't have to be prioritized yet. It's just a place where you dump all of your crazy ideas. You don't have to analyze them. You don't have to create a definition of done yet. So how it works is that you go on a walk, maybe you walk your dog and a thought comes up that oh maybe I should order something like a new toy for my dog you can record it in there or maybe it's some revolutionary idea for your business or for your work you can also record it there but the habit that you want to establish is that the moment a to-do item comes up you have an 
easily accessible place where you can just write it down a sentence, maybe a few words. And so under Scrum, there are some ceremonies that you do, such as sprint planning, where you actually go through your backlog and review all of these items, and then you decide what to do. As I mentioned in my backlog episode, the beauty of having a backlog and having this habit of first recording a to-do item and then acting on it, and not the opposite, where a thought comes up and then you start acting on it, The beauty of it is this space between having a thought and then acting on it is very beneficial. As you will notice, if you do this process, when you do the sprint planning session, which happens only once a month, where you actually pick the goals for the upcoming sprint, you look at your list and you're like, what was I thinking when I was writing these items? This is irrelevant. This is stupid. This doesn't make any sense. This is just too much for this season of life. I shouldn't even think about this. I should focus on that. So all of a sudden, half of the things that you thought were important when you gave these tasks some time to actually rest on this backlog list, then they become irrelevant and then you can delete half of them. That's the number one benefit of backlog. It saves you enormous amount of time if you're not reactive. When you actually pick the things that you want to do based on some sort of analysis and reflection and not just because a thought popped into your head when you were walking your dog, okay? Also, with the backlog, a lot of the things even though they might still be relevant, but they lose their sense of urgency and priority. So when a thought comes into your head that, oh, I have to do this, it seems very urgent and important. But if you give it some time before you actually commit to doing it, then you're like, "Mm, yeah, it's nice, but it's not as urgent. It can wait. Or like, if I think about it strategically, it's better if I do task B first and then do this task. Again, backlog kind of removes a lot of the drama and stress from reducing the urgency and this false importance on a lot of the tasks. If you're just starting out with the backlog, what I recommend is you take a few days to clear out all the items from your head and into your backlog. I recommend going on long walks or bike rides where you don't listen to a podcast or music. Just go in silence and think. The main purpose is to clear out everything out of your head. All the things that you ever wanted to do and you kind of keep rehearsing them in your head or all the things around the house that you wanted to buy or fix or improve everything work home relationships travels all the things we want your head to be as clear as possible when you put it on your backlog list it doesn't have to be prioritized it doesn't have to be pretty it just needs to be written in a way where you understand what the goal or the task is If you just decide to sit down and write everything in one go, it will not work. Believe me, I've tried. There are always some leftover 
ideas that come to you when you're doing dishes two hours later or when you're driving and you see a road sign that reminds you of something definitely take a few days to kind of record everything and then when you have everything recorded in your backlog then you can go through the sprint planning process what we teach within the monthly methods and what a lot of the scrum teams do in tech companies you look at your backlog and calculate your sprint capacity i've done an episode on it in very simple terms it means that you look at your upcoming calendar and at all the commitments that you already have and then evaluate how much time you realistically have with all your appointments with all the travel with all the work deadlines and everything how much time do you have to work on your personal goals pick the goals according to the sprint capacity it's a very limited number of goals and you log them in and you just focus on this very small number of tasks for the upcoming sprint under the monthly method it's three weeks so lock yourself commit to this number of goals then get them done then review what you've done what feedback you received from the real world and how you can adjust it and then you pick another set of goals and you continue so the idea is that you don't do long-term planning you do short-term planning you pick the goals for the upcoming sprint which is very short and you get them done then select the next number of goals you don't do it like a year in advance no you get your goals done then you look at what happened to your life but any improvements or the opposite some of the goals didn't really give you the results that you were looking for then you're like okay now it's time to pivot maybe change something and then you commit to the next set of goals i've done another episode on the benefits of short-term planning over long-term planning why most of the tech companies choose to go this way instead of the traditional waterfall approach where you create this comprehensive plans strategic plans five years in advance and then none of them work of course because you know real life happens go listen to that episode it's also very useful in your personal life so basically you pick the goals for the sprint now the question is how do i pick which goal of course if you're struggling with prioritization you're saying okay i have 100 items in my backlog and i only have let's say 15 hours of free time that i can spend on my personal goals how do i choose let's say five goals out of 100 goals my answer is to be honest it doesn't really matter which goals you choose of course there are some obvious questions that you can use to kind of like maybe eliminate the list to let's say 50 instead of 100 and those questions are what will matter five years from now what will i regret not doing what causes the most pain or annoyance in my life so this is actually my favorite i don't know somehow it kind of helps me to see the most painful item i get a lot of motivation 
to do things that avoids that kind of saves me the pain and annoyance what will bring the most profit let's say you have a business and you're deciding which way you want to go you can always focus on monetary return what will bring the most clients you know kind of like this obvious questions if none of this work you can always just simply take two goals at a time and just compare the two at random order and see which one will be more impactful on your life in five years from now then do a round of pairs again between the winners and that kind of helps as well so just look at the goals two at a time and then choose the most important out of the two somehow it's much easier for our brain to choose between the two options than to choose 10 out of 50. But as I said before, let's say you picked 20 goals out of 100 that are really important, but then it's still too many goals. And then the question is, which ones should I focus on? As I mentioned earlier, my honest answer is that it doesn't really matter. And here's why. You can start from any goal on the list and by getting this goal completed, you create the skills, the mindset, the strategies that will make completing the next goal 20% easier. Then when you complete the second goal, you kind of improve on the skills that you've developed completing the first goal and then completing the third goal will be let's say 35 percent easier so you're never actually working just on one goal you're always creating strategic byproducts that's the term that i learned from brooke castillo and i love this term whenever you're working on something you're creating strategic byproducts and those are the habits maybe some mind tricks or self-talk that you have with yourself when you're facing resistance it might be the journaling practice that you developed from achieving this one goal and all the strategic byproducts affect everything else let's say you want to start a new business right you kind of create a list of things that you need to get done and then once you start working on those tasks you realize that okay you know what i would probably be more successful if i at least have a daily to-do list so you start practicing the to-do list management or maybe you've done to-do list before and you say okay this is a bit more complicated i think time boxing or time blocking another term for time boxing is what really needs to happen here if i want to be successful at this goal when you start doing time blocking and getting more discipline and following your schedule then you're like okay you know what in order to achieve my business goals in order to be in a good mood in a good mental state i should probably get enough rest i should probably have healthy meals throughout the day so you start scheduling your meal time and then you're like okay in order for me not to eat junk food in order to be productive at my work again we're still focusing on just one goal which is your business goal but 
you realize that in order to achieve that you need to have healthy meals but in order to have healthy meals you have to go to grocery store and then you start planning it in your calendar then all of a sudden by the end of the sprint not only did you achieve your business goal but you've also realized that you've been eating healthier that you always have fresh produce in your fridge that you have enough time to rest and all of the strategic byproducts came from focusing on your business goal your healthy eating was not even a part of your business goal but by focusing on being in a good mental state by being sharp by being disciplined you needed to have all these other things you started working on them as well you've learned the principles of time blocking you've showed up for your time blocks and you got it done and then the next sprint when it's time to work on your other goal you already have this habit in place and you don't have to spend energy on fighting with yourself or trying to establish this new habit it's already in place and the next goal is just that much easier that's why i think it doesn't really matter where you start and which goals you pick for your first sprint because the strategic byproducts that you get from moving those goals from to do to in progress to done will allow you to build strategies skills and mindset that will help you with the second sprint we obsess about the order of things so much where most of the time it's irrelevant unless you're an architecture or building a house where it is really important to build the plumbing before you put the drywalls in that's where it's important but in other areas of our life it's not nearly as important what you do first it's like so do i uh, work on my exercise habit or do i work on my healthy eating honestly it doesn't matter if you do this one this month and the next one next month a good way to look at it is ask yourself in five years from now will it really matter if i achieved this goal in november 2022 or january 2023 it will not matter as long as you get it done it's really not worth obsessing over the order of things as long as we pick worthwhile goals each month one two three you decide how many goals you want to focus on based on your unique life situation and your schedule and your availability so these are the tactical ways to address the problem of prioritization but if we were to look at the real reason why people are struggling with prioritization in my opinion it's not really so much about the how of goal setting it's more about the fear of making the wrong decision the fear of choosing and sticking to a very limited number of goals fears of disappointing people if you don't choose the goal that they want you to work on i think it's almost always the question of fear when people ask me about how to deal with confusion or prioritization so let's talk about fear fear of choosing 
and stick into a limited number of goals or fear of choosing the wrong goal to focus on. I've talked about it just now. It doesn't really matter which goal you choose. Also, like think about it. We are talking about the goals that are connected to your self-improvement, to your personal goals. It's not like the goals where you can choose something wrong. It's like, do I want to get fit or do I want to get another master's degree? Both of them are amazing goals and like there is no wrong goal. You can pick one of those goals and you'll become better. When you're choosing personal goals, self-improvement goals, I don't think that you can go wrong. Just pick one and go with it till it's done, then pick another one. Another way to look at the fear of making wrong decision. And that's where Agile comes into place. Under Agile, you only commit to a goal for one sprint and you choose the duration of one sprint. In our case, it's three weeks. So you commit to a goal for three weeks and then after three weeks are up, you review, you do your sprint retrospective and you say, okay, did it work? What was the result? Is it something that I expected? Is it worth doing in the future? You always have the freedom to say no. It's not worth doing. I've tried so many hobbies in this journey of applying agile. We've done horseback riding where my husband and I we committed to horseback riding lessons just for fun. After the sprint or two were done, I kind of reviewed this goal and I say, you know what, I don't really enjoy it as much as I thought I would, but my husband did enjoy it. It's like he will probably continue his lessons and I am not as keen on horseback riding. I can say that in the future, horseback riding is probably not the goal that I want to do. We also did some other stuff as a couple and some of them worked, some of them didn't. The beauty of Agile is that after every sprint, you have full freedom to say, you know what, I thought it would be fun. I thought it would be impactful, enjoyable, beneficial for me. But once I engaged in this activity, once I followed through and saw the results, I don't think that it's worth my time, it's not for me, it didn't bring me the results that I hoped for. So I will change this goal. So I think if you are afraid of making the wrong decision, again, I don't think that it's such a thing, but okay, let's name it a wrong decision. You can always get this feedback loop very quickly, three weeks. Like think about it, three weeks, it's such a short duration of time and like, okay, you've spent three weeks of your life on achieving a goal, you've created strategic byproducts, you've developed new habits, but yes, the goal didn't work out. So what? You only spent three weeks, then you sat down, you've reviewed, and then you've decided to focus on something else. I think there's nothing wrong with that. So even if you make the wrong decision, and I'm doing air quotes here, it's not gonna be for long. It's only gonna be for one sprint and then you get to make another decision. Another thing that you need to understand is there are very 
obvious benefits to being confused or unsure about prioritization. It allows you to do nothing. It gives you full permission to sit still and not do difficult things. Our brains are amazing at creating all the excuses and explanations and strategies to conserve energy and not do things. It will always come up with some sort of story about why we shouldn't do difficult things. Confusion is the default story for many of us. For some people, it's another story, but for many of us, it's confusion. If we've done it before and it worked, our brain will remember it and it will do it every time. It will do it on the big level things, such as what should I do in life. It will also have the story of confusion on a daily life. Like every day you will wake up and you say, okay, I'm confused. Yes, I have a to-do list, maybe, but I'm confused where to start first. Is it number two? Is it number one? Where do I start? Do I go to the gym first or do I work? And my answer is it doesn't really matter. As long as you get something done and start somewhere and then go from there. So if we don't really pay attention to the benefits of confusion, it will sip into every area of our life. When we'll go to a restaurant, all of a sudden we'll get confused on what to order from the menu. If we go shopping for a new dress, we'll get confused. If we're picking colors for our walls, we'll get confused. And so the more we allow the confusion to win, and our brain will kind of always try to push it, the more it will expand into all the areas of our lives. This thought personally scares me. I try to kind of zip it in the very beginning when I catch it, because I know that if my brain, like this lizard brain, very archaic part of our brain, if it learns that confusion is a very valuable tool for me to just sit still, watch Netflix and do nothing, it will create Hollywood style storyline about why I'm confused. And it will get better and better and better every time. Again, in the long term, the order of things, where we start, what we do first, doesn't really matter as long as everything gets done or the most important things gets done or 60% of the things get done. But confusion and how some people call it lack of prioritization is a good excuse not to get anything done. So I think my answer here is, yes, there are tactical ways to prioritize things and help with it. Most of the prioritization doesn't really matter as long as it gets done at some point. Doesn't really matter if it gets done this month or three months from now. We shouldn't really obsess over every single item and when it gets done. We are creating strategic byproducts by committing to any goal and seeing it being completed. It doesn't really matter which goal you pick as long as you get it done. 
it will create the habits and the strategies that will allow you to get the next goal done faster if you're still feeling confused from following the suggestions of backlog sprint planning all of that then we're talking about emotions and mainly the fear it doesn't really matter the tactics the tactics of time management sprint planning this is irrelevant you need to look at the fear of making the wrong decision and actually kind of talk with yourself and see if it's justified i'm sure it's not in my opinion the question of confusion and not knowing where to start comes from fear unjustified fear okay so that was a very long answer to the question of what to do when i don't know which items i should prioritize this was the question from one of my clients and if you have a question and you want me to give such a long and detailed answer you can always email me and i'm more than happy to answer the question especially if it's something that i haven't talked about before and if i think that a lot of people struggle with the same question so yeah definitely feel free to email me you can do it through the website all of the links are in the podcast notes check it out if you want to sign up for the upcoming sprint the, the link is in the show notes it's monthlymethod.com enroll we are starting november sprint very soon and we have a new sprint every month so if you've missed november sprint make sure that you sign up for december sprint okay that's it for now and have a fantastic week and i'll talk to you next time bye